0: Hey,
1: I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 1 of Music is Not a Genre. That's right. It is the Banner first episode of the fifth season. Hope you had a great summer. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening. Thank you to my new Patreon subscribers that I got this summer. If you would like to support this podcast and everything I do, especially my band Rex Music, go to patreon.com slash musicisnotagenre. You can also support this podcast Audio version at anchor.fm/slash music is not a genre, and my public hub is youtube.com/slash nick DiMatteo, where you get these videos and much much more. My website, where you get everything else, is nickdematteo.com. And last but not least, certainly not least, please patronize my band, Wreck. As you see on this t-shirt, if you are watching and not just listening, R-E-C at recarea.bandcamp.com or wherever you stream fine music. Let's get right to it. This week, I'm very excited to start this new season. A lot of changes have happened over the summer. There are a lot more changes in store. And I thought I would kick off the season with kind of an overview and a preview. So I'm calling this episode... A to Z for me, my sweet picks, and a season preview. See what I did there, the S-P, sweet picks, season preview. Yes, that was, that was very, very, very clever. Um, this has some history to it. Uh, you know, as you know, I love lists, I love numbers, I love doing all of that stuff, and this kind of feeds right into that. It was inspired by a good friend, and old bandmate of mine, Pete Bredis, who is also uh, an excellent author, look up the book Unstrung Heroes about lesser-known guitar players, uh, lead guitarists that you should know, including Terry Kath and people like that. Pete Bredis asked everyone on a social media network to name their favorite music artists, bands, solo, whatever, A to Z. So I created a list, shared it, etc. That was a while ago. I have since updated that list for this episode, as a matter of fact, and I'm going to be sharing it with you today. A through Z, every letter of the alphabet represented, favorite artists in music of any kind, not just specifically pop or rock, anything that came to mind that I thought was worth it. This was also inspired by a more recent bandmate of mine. Uh, He was a fill-in drummer who uh, is around my age and said that he stopped listening to new music after 1990. Now, there are those of you out there who have done something similar. The date is probably different for you. And... That's totally fine. Music is a personal thing. You make your decision about what you like, what you love, what you want to listen to, what makes you feel good, what gives you the energy that you need, whatever it is, or, or, or if that music serves a purpose in some other way. Great. That's awesome. It's not my vibe. Uh, I've been someone since I was very small who has kept up on music, the current state of music, all every year, every year. I'm always looking for new things. You will hear some of those new things uh, talked about, most especially in my PodFast episodes, which, yes, are not done. That wasn't just a summer thing. I'm going to be doing shorty episodes that I call PodFast throughout the season and beyond, and that's where you'll hear some of the new music. Uh, But I I think and I hope that I represent uh, lots of different kinds of music in this list here. And there was no – there was no uh, – that was not the attempt. These happen to be my favorite artists. I think it's pretty comprehensive. I think every single favorite artist that I currently have is on there. If I've missed one, you're going to hear about it in a future episode. But at the moment, this is, I think, a pretty comprehensive list. Uh, and it's got some rules because it's more fun with roles. It really is. You know, that's why sports are fun for people. First of all, it's alphabetized in what I say is the correct way, which is if it's a solo artist with two names, first name surname, you alphabetize it by the surname. So Billy Joel is in J, not in B, as any good record store, you know, uh, organizer would know. Okay. Uh, second, I have to have heard most or all of their catalog, so this does not include uh, artists whose one album I really love but haven't quite dived into the rest of their catalog yet, they may become a future favorite artist. But I can't determine that yet. On the same wavelength, it doesn't include newer artists who I'm into right now, like uh, Rina Sawayama, sorry, Abiyabadoobie, people like that, who have Japanese Breakfast, another good one, who have put out albums that I enjoy, even Harry Styles, but I don't know yet. You know, not enough material is out there. I haven't stayed with them long enough. I haven't included artists that I was once into, but I haven't followed or I'm not into anymore or just haven't followed, maybe haven't kept up on, like Harry Connick Jr., who I was hugely into for a while, way back. Japan Droids, look them up if you don't know them. I think their second album, I want to say it is, was amazing. Uh, Shonen Knife, Japanese band, uh, amazing. I don't know what they've done since who knows how long, but those are examples. Uh, they also haven't included artists whose careers were just too short to have had a strong impact on me. The one that comes to mind would be Jeff Buckley. Uh, you know, that album was a favorite of mine, but it's, you know, there will just, well, I know there was a follow up of sorts, but that was after he died, and I just don't really know how to classify that. I also really have not included. My honorable mentions for a good reason, because I started to make a list of like, oh, in parentheses, honorable mentions. The list is below, by the way, if you want to see it, take a preview right now. I couldn't include the honorable mentions because there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I just had to stop. So I didn't put in people like Curtis Blow, who had a huge impact on me early on. But I haven't followed, don't know as much about. I haven't included the White Stripes, who were really close, you know, but but didn't quite make my cut. Not because they're not great. They are great. They're just That's just, they're not a heart artist, as I say. Uh, and I haven't included all of the chronography, if, if you know that MXG term. MXG, I think, something like that. Check out, if you can come up with better uh, hand and arm gestures, do it, please, because I'm uh, struggling with that. And that's because not everyone I listen to becomes a favorite or was a favorite or is a favorite, but I still do it because I think it's valuable. I listen to all of Frank Zappa's material. He's not on my list. I have included a couple of questionable picks for one reason. I'm a completist, and plus Pete, way back, asked for every letter of the alphabet So even though I don't have strong feelings about any band that starts with O or starts with Q, I put something on there because I wanted to represent those letters. You may have different rules, then you can do that on your podcast, and I'd love to see your podcast. Let me know if you have one. I did sometimes include solo work from a band member, but not always. That's just sort of a side note, and I am done with the notes. Why don't we just get into the freaking list? It's about time, right? You'll also notice I don't have anything uh, displayed back here because this is a very freewheeling uh, episode. It's the first episode, and I may figure out what to put on top of these awesome custom speakers. There's a lot of CDs inside them because I converted them into CD shelving. CDs I don't use, but I want to keep. The best I can do as far as a display is my T-shirt here, REC, R-E-C. This is the logo that my band has been living with for years. A new logo is coming out with the new Greatest Hits album, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. Enough stalling. Letter A. Alice in Chains. Did an episode on them because I talked about Lance Daly's death. It was a Death is Dumb episode. Uh, Absolutely one of my favorites. Ape Cafe. Haven't talked much about them. You probably don't know them. It's a band I was in. This is Pete Bradys' band. Uh, Back in the 90s, it would be hard to describe them except to say it was a mix of punk, pop, rock, metal, and kind of goof. You know, uh, a lot of lyrics were humorous, were meant to be quirky or off-center. We often wore mummer's costumes on stage you'll have to look that up if you're uh, from philadelphia you know what mummers costumes are but just think of uh very elaborate mardi gras costumes i guess is a good way to describe it uh i recommend going on soundcloud searching for ape cafe and listening to some of that music apples in stereo a band from the elephant six collective power pop just bright and and 60s influenced and uh, you know robert schneider i believe his name is I just did an interview with somebody from one of the Elephant Six bands, John Karen Fernandez. It will be shown, uh, episode six, I believe, this season is the plan. So far, that may change. But uh, this was uh, a band that I've been into for a really long time and featured in my Elephant Six podcast episode. Look it up if you are into Olivia Tremor Control or Apples in Stereo, anybody like that. That's hey, A, B, Beastie Boys. Don't even get me started And don't talk to me if you don't at least respect them. If you don't like them, that's fine. But their career, with its twists and turns, just proved what music lovers and aficionados they always were and are. They're surviving members, at any rate. And the Beatles. Yeah, so I did an episode last season on Beatles books and movies and all that stuff. My plan this season, because this is in part a season preview, is to do a multi-part Beatles series. I don't know how many parts yet. I don't know how I'm going to even structure it. But I realized that even though I did my best to fit in all of some other artists, favorite artists, prints, people like that... There's no possible way I can talk about the Beatles in the way I'd like to in just one episode. So it's going to be a multi-part thing. Stay tuned for that. The Bee Gees, a band that I liked and then got really into and did a chronography and absolutely fell in love with because you would not believe the breadth of their work, not to mention the depth. And the more you discover about them, the more I discovered, the more I liked. Tony Bennett, Uh, He's probably my favorite crooner voice. And I am looking forward to his new album. I know he's uh, struggling health wise, but it's wonderful that he's still putting out music. I have seen him in concert, and he's uh, over and above my favorite crooner that you would know of. Uh, And I'll tell you why I said that later. And that includes Frank Sinatra, it includes anybody else from that era, and even anybody modern today Leonard Bernstein yeah uh, you know not just for West Side story his vigor and the way he composed just you could feel the energy you could see it in his conducting and his passion for music extended far beyond classical and jazz he was he was you know personally I, you know obviously didn't know him and I know we are now passing judgment on Artists for their personal lives, and who knows what kind of a person he was, but art, artistically, one of my favorites. Big Audio Dynamite, Mick Jones' band, after he left the Clash, had many different names and he went on to, you know, do I think Carbon Silicon or something like that. But anything related to this band, huge favorite of mine. If you don't know them, start from the beginning or start from The Globe. That was their huge hit album. Uh, Block Party. When they debuted in, I believe, 2004, I got the, the tingles. And every time I share them, I get the share tingles. Yes. An MXG phrase. Uh, they kind of embodied a, an early 80s sound that I hadn't heard in a while and added you know modern, modern things to it that just blew me away. David, I'm sure I'll do a, a, a future Block Party episode. I don't know if it'll be this season, but it might be especially since they put out a new album recently and it was really good. Really, really good. David Bowie, I'll do an episode on him for Death is Dumb, The Chameleon. My admiration for him is mainly because he did whatever he wanted music-wise. He was not confined by genre. Dave Brubeck, uh, not only did I see him in concert, I worked with him in college and he... Is probably my favorite, or at least the second favorite, or top three jazz pianists, and certainly one of my favorite jazz composers. C. Chicago, man. If I'm gonna get through these in a decent amount of time, I gotta, I gotta hurry. I've done episodes on Chicago. You know how I feel about Chicago. I did one on Terry Kath. I'd like to hear from more Chicago fans. Chopin. Probably my favorite classical composer. Uh, it'd be, by the way, I should have put Bach in there, uh, a real top favorite uh, there as well. But Chopin, just, you know, that period, that kind of romantic period, he's my favorite. And he's probably my favorite of any classical composer, at least pre-1900. The Clash, did a chronography on them and loved that I got to hear a bunch of things that no one gets to hear. You should look into them. They were a band that you think of one thing, which is punk. Nope. They again they did everything. They did so many different things and kind of got tired of being confined by that uh, you know, by by that genre. George Clinton. I put him down because Parliament, Funkadelic, all of that stuff, but it's really what he does, everything that he does. He is a genius space cadet. who who brings so many different kinds of music into what he does that has influenced so many people, Phil Collins, don't laugh, seriously. And I think at this point, no one would laugh because his body of work stands the test of time. When he went solo, the fact that he could be as big as Genesis at the same exact time is a testament to what a good songwriter he was and singer, among many other things. Corner Shop, an amazing British band. Corner Shop, I'm gonna say them again. Corner Shop, please look them up. Brimful of Asha is the one that you probably know from the 90s if you were sentient back then. Great band. Some some Eastern influence and other things in there, funky and rock and electronic. The Cure. That's a top five for me, and I've said it a million times. There's 15 bands in my top five, but this is a, this is a stalwart top five. Top five, The Cure. I'm so excited for their new album. It's supposed to have been out already. I'm sure to come out soon. I've heard that there may even be two albums. Uh, you know I'm going to do an entire episode on The Cure at some point. The Dead Milkmen. Did an episode on them way, way, way back. Season one or two. Philadelphia punk band. Kind of second wave punk. And they were kind of a jokey band who did, you know, jokey songs. And Punk Rock Girl is probably the famous uh, single. Um, Nicky DiMatteo. Not me. My father. He has a lot of material out there online, streaming, and on uh, his Bandcamp page, which I think is nickydimatteo.bandcamp.com. I should have looked that up. But yeah, uh, he had a very long recording career, and a diverse array of music and i recommend looking up nikki DiMatteo's music depeche mode i'm real sad about the death of the keyboardist and the you know one of the main forces in depeche mode but i've been following them since the beginning well close to the beginning uh early 80s i didn't know much about them but by the mid 80s i did and i've been following them ever since absolutely one of my favorites Uh, probably they may rank slightly higher than New Order but you know that doesn't really matter The Drop one of my pseudonyms it's a production name that has now become an artist name I released an album of The Drop's instrumental music called Long Held Grudges which is only on wreckarea.bandcamp.com it's kind of quirky stuff some of it has been featured in films give it a listen I'm still producing that kind of music. Uh, The only E is Eminem. Did an episode on Eminem. Talked about his lyrical prowess. Uh, I'm always interested in hearing more from Eminem. F, Foo Fighters. The more I live with the Foo Fighters, the more I love them for so many reasons. Dave Grohl's spirit. Very sad over the death of Taylor Hawkins. I've done a Foo Fighters episode, so I won't go much into this. But yeah, you know, their first album when it came out, and I forget the name of the song, but um, I think the chorus was, I don't owe you anything, or something like that. That song blew me away, and I knew that I would love them pretty much forever, no matter what twists and turns they took. F. Fountains of Wayne, Fountains of Wayne, power pop, uh, just pure essence. Adam Schlesinger, I did. So I did an episode because of Death is Dumb. I believe he inspired Death is Dumb. Uh, sad to see him die of COVID. And I, if I had to put a band at the top, a pe- band, bands people probably haven't heard enough from, I'd probably say it's Fountains of Wayne or Matthew Sweet. I'll get to Matthew Sweet. But yes, I, I think one of those two. G, G Love and Special Sauce, a Philly band who's still out there kicking it, doing an amazing job. I uh, recorded an album with G-Love's um, most go-to drummer and former uh, engineer and producer uh, way back. The album was called The Metro Grand Sessions. Give it a listen. It's on Uh But uh, I've always loved G-Love at least from, you know, Cold Beverage and, and and on, and I've listened to his entire catalog. The chronography was fun. Genesis. good friend of mine is hugely into Genesis. I do, do not uh, know enough about them to be able to say the things that I would say about a band like Yes, for example, but I've listened to their entire catalog. That was a chronography that was really interesting, and the reason why I put them on here is because... Even if there are parts of their catalog that I wasn't super into, they would consistently blow me away on more than one level. Green Day. More and more impressive. The fact that they're still making great music shows how serious they are about making great music and how they can still bring that energy into music that they had since the late 80s. Vince Guaraldi. If you know peanuts christmas special you know vince garaldi he also had a big hit uh, song called cast your fate to the wind his style of piano playing has a kind of like laid back 60s late 50s lounge feel that i really enjoy it's not my only favorite kind of jazz but it's one of them and i and i have to give him major props uh you know hall and oates that is the h start Daryl Hall and John Oates, I believe somebody told me that was their official, uh, I heard that on a podcast, their official name is Daryl Hall and John Oates. We call them Hall and Oates from Philly, another Philly band. And listen to them, I haven't done a chronography of theirs, but I from what I understand, I believe they started more as a folk band and then kind of did, you know, Blue-Eyed Soul and all that stuff, and then they became famous. Uh, but, you know, really if you don't like Hall and Oates then you, you, your spirit is, uh, something's wrong with it. Jimi Hendrix, I'll do it probably. I, I'm going to do a Death is Dumb that includes Jimi Hendrix. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, that's a future thing. Hole, Courtney Love, I'm going to say this, which is, if you feel the way about Courtney Love that you that you do about Yoko Ono and you believe that both of them were somehow evil or some other thing, Turn this off right now. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know you. I, I find that to be um, misogynistic, you know, among many other things. And if you listen to Live Through This and a bunch of things that happen after that, you will understand that Hole was a great band. Husker Du, Bob Mould's band. I mean, come on. I know he wasn't the only person in the band, but I've followed his solo career since Husker Du has broken up. That sound has shown up on some of my music, uh, most particularly Brave the World, the final track on the Sunshine Seminar, recarea.bandcamp.com, And you it's a very particular kind of post-punk. And he's a, a gay icon as well. He should be. Indigo Girls. There's nothing they do that I don't like. And when I hear Closer to Fine, I don't care. This one of those rare, 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 rare songs that I could hear 3,000 times and never get tired of. And their harmonies are still probably... They rank up with Simon and Garfunkel and, you know, the Beatles as far as... Uh, and Everly Brothers is just, you know, stretching back. Two-part harmonies, anyway. They rank, and... There, that's a catalog that's a chronography I really want to do In Excess might do A Death Is Done with Michael Hutchins um, and might mention the U2 song that was dedicated to him but the more I listen and I've listened to everything In Excess put out pre and post and I have to say absolutely just amazing uh, and you need to listen to them to understand what they did beyond their hits The only J. It's the only J. If there's a J you like, tell me. I want to hear how you agree or disagree with my picks. I really, 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 really do. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. He's the, you know... The more I live with Billy Joel, the more he rises up to my top five. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, One of my bands did an entire Billy Joel tribute concert, and there were things that I learned for that that I hadn't known before. Not listened, I had listened to them before, but I haven't played them or sung them before. Amazingly fun. And he's frankly just brilliant. He's brilliant. Glad he's still out there performing. Wish he'd put out new material. I did a Billy Joel episode. Uh, look it up MXG's Billy Joel episode. The Kinks, my third favorite British first wave band behind the Beatles and The Who. And I love singing The Kinks. Uh, the Kinks were kind of, to me, proto punk. And then did other things. And kicked ass for a really long time. Had its through the 80s. Lenny Kravitz. I will always listen to anything he puts out. Whether it's at the top of my list or not. His approach to things is invigorating to me. He influenced very heavily a song of mine called No Way Out For Me from Symphony For The Weird. Wreckarea.bankhand.com Let's do L's. Led Zeppelin. I don't know what to say about Led Zeppelin that people haven't already said. So Led Zeppelin, definitely on my list. John Lennon, one of those solo artists that I had to put on there, absolutely had to put on there. And I've done a podcast on him. LL Cool J. When radio came out, I realized, or I can't live without my radio, whatever it's called. I realized that I would be a hip hop lifer. I may have realized it before then, but that really sealed the deal. And his greatest hits album, you could put that on and that will be an entire party. It's just great. The M's, another solo artist, Paul McCartney. I'll probably do an episode fully on Paul McCartney and his other band that I'll mention later. Um, Flap, flap, flap. But just to say now, duh. Right. And yeah, I'm going to have to give him the edge as far as him being my favorite solo beetle. Metallica was not originally on my list, but, you know, the more in hindsight that I listen to them and, and I know I'm excited for whatever new thing they put out, they just had to be on there. They had to. Thelonious Monk. My favorite or second favorite jazz pianist, absolutely, his kind of minimalist and, and, and kind of quirky approach to things is a real inspiration for me. Morrissey, another guy, ooh, yeah, I have to sort of quietly, you know, judge some of his politics, but I'm not a person who lets that take away from the music, at least in this case. And I find the majority of his solo work to be very good, if not great, and always compelling. Uh, And he's from way back, so it's kind of hard to give up somebody like that for any reason. Ends, New Order. New Order, uh, you know, Out of the Ashes. I think I did an episode, something about Out of the Ashes, Joy, you know, Joy Division. And I'm always excited. They're still putting out new material, and they've had albums that have been as good as, if not better, than their their classic albums in the 90s, in the O's. Look out for them. Nick, capital N, capital I, capital C, capital K, is an artist who's near and dear to my heart because it's uh, what I called myself before I started the band Wreck. I released several albums under the name Nick Starting with your EP and all of those albums are on wreckarea.bandcamp.com. If not for that exploratory period, let's call it and developmental period of playing as a solo artist, so to speak, I wouldn't have been able to create a band like Wreck. Nirvana, Death Is Dumb, I've done it. Uh, you know, saying they're kinda like Led Zeppelin at this point. Like what what more could anybody say about them? Just know that they're on my list. The oh this is the compromised one. Not because I don't like these bands, but because they may not rank. But I had to put somebody... So I put down Oasis because I was hugely into them and I do respect them and I think that uh, Noel Gallagher's solo stuff is incredible. It really is. I forget the name of his it. High Flying something or other. Look it up. Look it up because it's it's awesome. It's really good. He's the real main force behind that band, I think. Ozzy Osbourne. I almost put Black Sabbath on here, but I know black diehard Black Sabbath fans, and it would have been unfair for me to put that on here. Sort of the same with Ozzy, but when, you know, when I listen to him and when I understand what his influences are and how he kind of morphed those into what he does, I, I think he's, he's, you know, worthy of being in the O's. Anyway, for me, P, Pearl Jam. I haven't seen them in concert. I've been talking about this with my wife. She has. And I need to go see them. Next time they come around, I got to see them, you know? Everybody's getting older. You got to see them when you can. And they're still, they do shows the way Bruce Springsteen does shows. They just do shows and keep playing. And always do a killer job live. And I thought that uh, Eddie Vedder's solo album they put out this year was incredible. It was Way better, way better. Had so much energy, more than I expected it to be. Not that he doesn't do good stuff. Oh my God, it's not what you'd expect. Listen to it. Prince did an episode. I could say more about Prince, but you know, we're only on the P's here. And it's already 30 minutes into this podcast. So you say more about Prince. Tell me what you think. The only other P, Louis Prima. Listen to any compilation of his, with or without Keeley Smith. Ah, uh, you know, to me, that kind of jump jive or whatever you call it—I uh, figure there was another term for it—it it really was the precursor to rock and roll. It was the precursor to rock, one of many, and there are certainly more, many more African American artists, uh, Rocket Eighty Eight, I think, things like that, who did more with that and did it first. But there's an energy that Louis Prima has in the way he sings and the and the driving force of the songs he does that is very rock to me. Q, okay, Queen. It's a compromised pick, not because I don't think Queen is amazing, but because they, you know, they're there. They they don't they're like they're kind of like, like Rush to me. Like they don't fully rank for my list. But I I've loved a lot of what they've done. I respect them. And I needed a Q. Tell me if there's a better cue out there, R. Pointing to my T-shirt, Rec, Wreck, the reason why I do this podcast is to share my music with you and to talk about music in general, sure. But Rec has been my baby for a long time now. And the exciting thing I have to announce is that I am just about to release Wreck's Greatest Hits or The Best of Wreck. It's called Wreck Collection. Recollection, get it. The Best of Wreck, 2007 to 2020. And it will feature songs from each of the eight albums that Wreck has released. Eight albums and EPs that Wreck has released. Uh, it's going to be a monster. It's only, it only scratches the surface, but it's a good representation. And the song featured at the end of this episode is going to be the first song in the album. You heard it here first. A song called Some Things Happen. I'll mention it again later. No one else has heard about this yet except for my Patreon people. Some Things Happen will be the first because I believe that it is one of the songs, one of the small handful of songs that contains Wreck, that contains Wreck. The electro power pop of Wreck is very, very well represented by that song. Red Hot Chili Peppers, their new album, amazing. Except for the fact that they have another new album that's coming out very soon, insane. And I love that because they just can't stop. And their stuff is as good as it's ever been. REM just did a little kind of sampling of their stuff. I've done their chronography, but I was listening to them in California for some reason when I was out there recently and just reminding myself why I loved them so much in the 80s and why I followed them in the 90s. Uh, and, I, and the guy I just talked to uh, for episode six, the guy I interviewed, also from Athens, Georgia. As much great music is. Smokey Robinson, I think my... Oh, not think. My favorite Motown performer, Smokey Robinson. Still out there performing, by the way. I think he put a single out recently, last year maybe. And uh, his voice... His songwriting. I've done his chronography. I'll probably do a future episode. Absolute favorite. The Roots, another Philly band. And I'm going to be doing an episode of them probably within the first five episodes because I can't believe I haven't done one yet. You may know The Roots from Jimmy Fallon. I'm both excited and sorry for you if that's the case because what they actually have done fully blows away that even though that's great too and anything Questlove puts his hand on hands on is amazing as far as i'm concerned but then there's Run-DMC you know they didn't start it all quote unquote but they started it all if you you know if you know hip hop history you kind of understand what i mean by that and i i can't say enough about them they really if I knew when LL Cool J came out that I'd be sticking with hip hop, I think Run DMC was when I realized that the medium had way more legs and depth than people were giving it credit for even back then. And as we know, yeah, dominating. Smashing Pumpkins, another band I haven't seen live. I really need to see live. Yeah, Billy Corgan uh, has some uh, you know, things I maybe disagree with. But I have to and and when he control is too controlling, uh, often the music isn't quite. Mm, but then again, Zwan, his kind of follow up band, I thought that album was great. They almost made the list, as a matter of fact. And you can't, you got to give it to Smashing Pumpkins. You just have to. Um, the Smiths, yeah. Ooh, you know, we we all know uh, Marcy, but Johnny Marr. Come on, I always forget the other guy's name. But that's just seminal for me. It's seminal. Louder than bombs is something I'll take to my grave. It just is. Stephen Sondheim, may he rest in peace. My hands-down favorite musical theater composer. No one comes remotely close. No one. No one. Stephen Sondheim. Soundgarden. Did an episode because of Chris Cornell. That was A Death is Dumb. Um always sad about that because it's someone you thought would, would, uh, you know, be in it for the long haul. And then Matthew Sweet did an episode on Matthew Sweet, one of my most popular episodes. And yeah, it's still a cuff call between Matthew Sweet and Fountains of Wayne. Those are both power pop, you know, slightly different flavors, but just they're my, they're my one too, as far as power pop goes, please look up Matthew Sweet, please look beyond girlfriend and sick of myself and all that. And actually listen to his catalog and even his new material. Very recent, I think last year. You have to listen to Matthew Sweet, Stone Temple Pilots, an underrated band. They're still out there, listen to everything they've done, but especially with Wyland. So yes, it was A Death is Dumb, underrated in so many ways and surprising in so many ways. James Taylor, I'm almost done, his chronography, got two albums to go. He's going to be one of my first or next episodes of this season there's no other folk rock or singer songwriter guy who comes close to James Taylor for me. And again, just like with any chronography, if you listen through, you'll, you'll find some surprises and things you didn't know. Oh, I didn't know he did that, et cetera, et cetera. And with a life like his, the fact that he's still out there, you know, killing it on Colbert and all that stuff and putting out new material, I absolutely love that. And to me uh well i won't go too much into it because i'm going to be doing an episode on him but yes James taylor they might be giants if somebody asks me what's a quirky band that that i ha- haven't heard of that you should get into it's got to be them and they have a giant catalog now they've been around since 85 i want to say but man and they've done tv theme songs and just a bunch of different things and like children's albums and all of that They're they're an incredible band in so many ways. Uh, I did an episode on them as well. U2, top five, 100% top five. I had a talk about U2 with the guy who stopped listening to music in 1990. And even though they existed before 1990, somehow they didn't count. And I know U2 can be polarizing. But um, they're one of the few bands from that era remaining, period. But from that era that I am still hugely looking forward to new material. And I know they're working on stuff. Uh, I've done sort of episodes on them, but not a full one. So I'll probably dedicate a full one to them at some point. Violent Femmes, I've done an episode on them. That kind of gothic, country punk, whatever, folk, punk, acoustic punk, whatever. Amazing and Gordon Gano great they put out new material uh, more than you think so please look them up W the Who second favorite British invasion band by f- by far really well the kinks come close but no the who have just their their legends i don't know what else to say about them i'm sure i will do an episode on them at some point their new album their more i think it was last year was it, it was really good was really good. And I mean, even if you're not a huge Who fan, go listen to the new album. I think you'll be surprised. Wings, when I did the chronology for the Beatles, including all solo work, including all offshoot bands, including Traveling Wilberries, even, uh, I did Wings, of course, and was just thrilled with the stuff that I hadn't heard before. The Wombats. I may have to revise because the Wombats, to me, are the band that, that comes closest to what Wreck uh, achieves on some levels. They don't do everything I do and vice versa, but I think Wreck would be a great opening band for the Wombats. Let me just say that. If they ever tour the States again and need an opening band, we'd mesh really well. It is it is an electro power pop with a real... They're a British band. Real British flavor. And I love the lyrics. I love the guy's approach to singing, songwriting, and all that stuff. Look up the wombats. Stevie Wonder. I'll do an episode on Stevie Wonder. Of course I will. Uh, but as far as that kind of 70s soul, you know, and 60s to a degree, but really 70s, no one comes close. No one. I'm sorry. yes. Marvin Gaye was a genius, and Isaac Hayes, and um, ah, the guy who did, well, I, 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 I can't remember his name, but Stevie Wonder tops them all. And he was on the Eddie Vedder album recently, as was Ringo Starr, as was some other people, I believe the drummer from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Stevie Wonder, of course. And X, yeah, X, slightly, comp- that's a compromised, I'm not into the punk band, you know, with that name. XTC is probably the closest. uh, If you know them, if you know the band, uh, if you know uh, Dear God, that's probably their most famous song at the moment anyway. It's a British band, but XTC, kind of a Beatles influence, but quirky and, you know, dark in some ways, but bright in others. Good band, but it's an X. I had to have an X. Two Ys. First one, maybe a surprise. And it's Yazoo, Alison Moyes' band for the longest time, and I mean up until just a few years ago, I thought that the singer of that band was just a very high pitched man, but no, she's not. she's amazing, and that album, uh oh man the attic or oh boy, I can't believe I can't remember the name of that album uh situation is on it. I was a DJ you know that was in every single set you just know it was. Uh, yes, yes. It's my favorite progressive rock band, hands down, just hands down. For me, no one comes close. A lot of people say Genesis is the best. I've done, you know, we talked about this and I get it and I do get it, but no one's going to shake me from yes. And then Z, this I thought at first was a compromise letter, but I am beginning to think not, um, the zombies An incredible band. I love what they did. And when the main dude, I forget his name, formed, Argent, I love that too. And you wouldn't even know, oh, that was basically the same, you know, guy. Because the sound was, I think, quite different. But 100% worthy band to look up, the Zombies. That's my list. That's it. The only other thing I have to say is stick around for the featured song which is Some Things Happen. This is a song that I wrote at a time when a lot of things were happening. And even though it's not quite a list song, like We Didn't Start the Fire or It's the End of the World as We Know It, it has a quality like that because the things that are mentioned in there, uh, in particular, uh, Blackout Babies, listen for that lyric, Blackout Babies, and it's a pumping song. It's a song that wants to get you up and dance and mosh and whatever else. And it's one of my favorite rec songs. But that particular phrase comes from the fact that my wife at the time was pregnant with twins. And it was uh, the blackout in New York happened. So you'll know the year if you know what I'm talking about. And shortly after that, uh, we lost the twins. So that features as a lyric in the song some other lyrics were pulled directly from my life of the previous, you know, five years or so. And it has an attitude that I had slightly gotten to in previous material under my name, Nick, my artist name, Nick, but never really, bam. And so this was kind of uh, the wake up song for me saying, well, what's the difference between Wreck and Nick? Some things happen. So stick around and listen to it. Thank you sticking around this long and listening to and watching this very first episode of season five and i will talk to you next week
0: some things happen some things happen you can get on your knees and pray, yeah, but some things happen. Some things happen. Some things happen. You can stay in your head all day, yeah, but some things happen. This is life. the change you're hoping for. This is life. the long lost love. This is the Some things uh, just occur My mama used to say That there's always a way But I just stopped listening to her And I know you see yourself In everything I say and do Oh Well, I hate to burst your bubble Love, you are not the unnamed you This is not a balanced argument This is not an old (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Until some things happen life goes wrong blackout babies will go away as soon as the lights turn on blackout babies die as soon as the lights turn on